it is episode 16 i'm just drunk today i guess that's what happens when you quit your job and don't have anything to do for a couple of weeks or maybe a week and a half who knows but i'm here with the homie paolo how we doing today uh, pretty good denzel how are you man we doing good we doing good thank you for coming through yeah yeah thanks yeah. for having me on man yeah man uh it's kind of weird how we met not going lie, it's kind of like a a short friendship so far yeah we've right. known each other for what a couple weeks now. a couple weeks yeah not that long and uh out of everybody in the group you've been the most realist and chill and you came up to me and said hey let's do it yeah we're man. here now man yeah so we know each other for those who don't know uh, we play volleyball together on wednesdays correct I found volleyball through getting my windshield cracked. Yeah. So I cracked my windshield, and the person that did the work for me said, hey, I go do volleyball on Wednesdays. Do you play volleyball? I said, sure. Like, I'll, I'll go. Just not today. I'll do it the next week. Next week come th- comes through, and I'm with this huge group, and Paolo's with that. Yeah. How did you get into volleyball, man? Uh, it was kind of the same way. It was actually after my birthday last year. Uh, I went with my friend Julian, um, and we went to Sunset Park. So this was a little further. Um, met... Uh, you know, a lot of people, the main person is Moo, as you know, you know him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, gradually, over that, like, last summer, the group grew bigger and then, you know, kind of minimized throughout the whole year and even now. Um, you know, met a lot of good people, but for the most part, now it's just like everyone is, like, coming as a collective for the most part. So, yeah, that's how I met them. So you've been doing this for a minute, huh? A year. And, and the funny thing is, I have never played volleyball. So you started for like nothing, like yeah. like Mo taught everybody or how was that? Pretty much. And the way like I'm I'm pretty decent at volleyball now. But, you know, from where I started a year ago, oh, man, like you, you would be laughing at the way I was hitting the ball, the way I was serving, the way I was just like approaching volleyball. So for the most part, yeah, I was like, this is not my sport, but. I mean, it's fun, you know. I mean, now, I mean, you're. I say you're part of the main team, right? <laughs> I mean, if you had to pick six people, you're definitely in there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think I'm decent. Like I said, I'm not great. I mean, I could still improve, but I think volleyball, you know, is just like a sport. It's just fun to play, even if you're not good at it. True, true. And I feel like that whole group was pretty welcoming at the beginning. Oh, yeah. There, there's, a, there's different skill levels, mm-hmm. and it depends on how competitive you get. Yeah, absolutely. I, I look at it as, like, you know, if, if you're not good at it and, like, let's say – how do I explain this? And let's say that you want to keep playing, like, you know, for sure, keep going. Cause that's any sport at the end of the day. Yeah. You know? But at the same time, I have too much of a competitive spirit. Oh. So I like, I will, I don't know. Yeah. If like someone's doing, eh, I'm like, all right, cool. Like, obviously I got to yeah. like take it down. Like, yeah, we're just here to have fun. Yeah, yeah. But other times, especially like the last time we went, there was like five, six teams. I'm just oh, like, yeah. yeah, I'm trying to beat all of them. <laughs> yeah. Same. Um, I would say I'm pretty competitive too. I, I think like last summer, I talk too much. I, I dwindle it down just because it's like I know a lot of people aren't as competitive. Yeah. And that's with any sport of mine. Like, I, like especially volleyball now, like, I just talk too much. But, I mean, it's still fun. Like, I'm, I'm making use of, you know, while I'm here. So, yeah. I feel like I talk too much, too. But, like, just in general, just, like, hyping people love doing all that shit. I don't know. Today, I'm going to just be quiet and see how it works out. I don't I don't hear you, bro. Really? No, I don't I don't hear you. I don't. Maybe, like, I hear you, like, talking to yourself. Like, oh, I should have got that. But yeah. Like, like that nothing in, like, the sense of, like, trash talking or anything. I don't know. I'm going to just be quiet, see how it is. I just right. call, just do that. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like, hey, it's mine. It's his. But like you just mentioned, you're not here for too long. Yeah, I'm not. Where are you going, man? I am going to the United States Army in a couple weeks, um, so I'm going to make do what I have here, especially play volleyball. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's, I'm excited. <laughs> excited? Are you sure? Excited or scared or a little bit of everything or what, what's, what's the feeling right now? Uh, you know, it's a little bit of everything, um, especially when you're starting something new. Uh, 
especially, you know, when you're enlisting into, you know, the greatest army of, you know, in the nation, in the world, because a lot of people have a misconception, like, oh, you're joining the army? Like, why are you throwing your life away? I'm like, it's not like that. And people have different perspectives on joining. Me, personally, it wasn't my first option. Um, you know, like you mentioned about school, like, I didn't want to go to school, like, not at first. And ever since I've been going to school, I'm just like, maybe I've just been wasting my time. Maybe I should have done this. Maybe I should have done that. Because uh, initially, I was supposed to join the military at 19. But I took a step back because I was like, I wasn't doing it for the right reasons. Uh, you know, I turned 23 maybe like last week. And as a man, mature man now, I have a better perspective on like leaving and doing what I want. I still want to go back to school. It's just, you know, school is expensive. Very much so. Yeah, school is like four, four thousand every every semester, and it's like I could work here, stay here, but it's like if the army's paying for it, like you know, stereotypical as it is, you know, it might as well do. And there's a lot of benefits to that as well. So yeah, yeah, you got to travel the world, you got to meet new people, new experience, like you said, just get out of your out of your shell for a second. Yeah, absolutely. Well, but yeah, pretty much. I mean. It wasn't my first option. I, I wanted to join the Air Force or even the Navy, but I, I think I canceled it out because I can't swim, so I was like, nah, I can't do the Navy. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Air Force is a little more tedious just because um, for me, or at least for them, they want a high score on your ASVAB. And you know the ASVAB is an aptitude test for, um, for your job. So if you score high, you get better job selections. If you score low, I mean, you're limited. And for the Air Force, it's very... Um, like I said, tedious because they only have a few job selections. Um, for the Army, you get a decent score or a passing score, and you get to pick your job regardless, and that's what I did. So, you know, I'm definitely excited, nervous, uh, scared because, you know, I'm leaving everything that I know in Vegas. Like, this is 15, 16 years of living here to the East Coast now, and I'm like, I'm not going to see family or friends. I can't play volleyball over there. So everything's brand new. But, yeah, I'm definitely excited to start my future for sure. You never know if you, you get a get a court out there, start playing <laughs> some volleyball, at least some 2v2s or something. Yeah, you know? yeah, no, that's what I was thinking. It won't be the same, but, I mean, you know, right. it is what it is at the end of the day. But, yeah. Uh, let, we're going to get into that military point a little bit later. But yeah. I want to touch on something you just said. You said you've been here for 16 years. Just about, yeah. And you're 23? Yes, sir. So where's that? Where's the, the early part of the year? That, where, where are they at? So I guess to, you know, to let everyone know, I was raised in the Philippines for only two years. I was like a baby. I could barely even say, you know, my mom's name or just dad in general. Um, I moved to California, specifically Glendale, when I was turning about turning three, I should say, um, and then raised there until the age of seven. So I had a good idea what California was like. And I used to tell people, I was like, yeah, I'm from Cali, I'm from L.A. But now I just tell people I'm from Vegas because I've lived here all my life. Right, and probably what happened back then is completely different. Oh, now. yeah. Like, do you go back and visit a lot, either the Philippines or in Cali? Uh, yeah, both, actually. I've been to the Philippines three times uh, since I left. One in 2012, 2014, and the most recent, 2019. Uh, California, it's like it's like right next door. I visit every time, time watch Dodger games, yeah. uh, Laker games. I try to visit my dad because he lives out there. But um, you know, I'm comparing my adolescence when I was like a young child to you know Vegas, so it's definitely different. Mm -hmm. And do you say did you enjoy your time in Vegas so far? Oh yeah, I mean, listen, a lot of people are gonna tell tell everyone like oh I hate Vegas there's like nothing to do like you can only really do anything if you're like 21 but it's like that's what you make of it like Vegas everything's open 24 hours um, it's a lot smaller than most cities because it's easier to get from point A to point B 
Yes. Like right now you live in Summerland from North Las Vegas. It took me 20 minutes to get here. Yeah, which is not a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, like California, like LA to San Diego, that's like a whole three hours. Yeah. So, you know, Vegas is what you make of it. Um, I mean, of course it's hot, but what are you going to do? We live in a desert. True. And the majority of the time we're inside anyways. And yeah. when you're outside, it's at night. Pretty much. So it's it's not too bad. I, I definitely, Vegas will always be home. How about that? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'd agree with that too. Because I was born in New York. Yeah. But I was only there for two years. So like, don't don't ask me anything about it. <laughs> I've been there once when I was 12, yeah. but I want to go back just to see everything. Because I remember when I was driving through, my mom was like, hey, that's where we lived. I'm like, cool. I don't remember this. Yeah. Why are you showing me like things like that? Would you, would you move back though? To New York? Yeah. No. <laughs> I think it's a great place to visit, mm-hmm. but not a great place to live. Gotcha. Gotcha. So everything's too expensive. Everything's on top of each other. Yeah culture is completely different i need to be in a 24-hour city because i'm such a night owl yeah i remember going to pool lounges or just going to the park at two three in the morning and being okay being able to go yeah i mean more recently going to a random liquor store at one in the morning and going and drinking a bottle with a friend in the park yeah you know like you you can't really do that and do that often on the spot in too many places yeah my brother when he moved to florida that was the first thing he said he's like i'm still getting used to being in a non-24-hour city yeah i'm so used to that but yeah, that's that's dope. So do you plan on? I mean, obviously you can't really travel a lot when you're that you're in the army. You get to choose. They don't. You don't get to choose where you go, right? I don't uh, know too much about that structure. So so enlighten I, me on that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know too much now. I mean, I know a little just because you know what my recruiter tells me. But um, for the most part, it depends on your job. So um, most people know like the worst job in the army is infantry because no one wants to go fight right away. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Any other job, like, the recruiter will, like, sit down with you and tell you, like, hey, if you pick this job, like, you do get a bonus, and sometimes you do get to pick where you, you're you at. My job specifically is uh, unit supply, so just supplying the Army with, you know, medical weapons, uh, care packages, and stuff like that. Really easy logistical job. Okay. Um, unfortunately, though, I didn't get that option to get a bonus or even, like, pick where I go. So after boot camp and even, like, my job training – which is for a combined like 17 weeks, they tell me to go wherever. I could be in Europe. I could be in Asia. Mm-hmm. I mean, hopefully, you know, I stay within the States because, you know, this is home. But regardless, uh, you know, I'm excited where life is going to take me. So, yeah. That's good. Yeah, it's going to take you wherever you need to be. Oh, exactly, yeah. To be sure, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's go ahead and talk about the military. My brother, he wanted to go to the military originally, mainly to travel mm-hmm. and to get out of the house because he hated living here and yeah. hated beating it. That's just part of my my way of growing up, we'll say. We just never wanted to be here. But my parents have are very against mm. that. And they have their own stories, which I can share in a second, like through their own friends. And I have coworkers from like old past Home Depot because a lot of Home Depot employees were veterans and things like that. And they told me their stories, and there's a lot of different perspectives out there. Yeah. So I want to hear yours. What, uh, you know, do you, do you see any pros, any cons? Mm-hmm. What made you really do the push and then... Yeah, just yeah. how everything changed within that. I think <clears throat> when I was, like, younger, probably, like, you know, in high school, everybody in high school was like, oh, like, why would I j- want to join the Army or any type of military branch just because it's like they don't want to give up three, four years of their life, especially at a high school. Um, now looking at it, especially, you know, comparing myself from 19 who, when I was initially going to join to 23 now, um, there's a lot of pros. I mean, 
but like I said, it's it's what you make of it. The pros is you know you get a lot of retirement benefits, uh, travel, uh, living expenses, and just that financial stability of like living on your own, regardless if you live on the barracks or if you decide to get married and get those mo- you know more benefits. Um, the cons, of course, is being away from the people you love. That's always gonna it's always gonna hit deep down in your heart because like you can't just it's not like any other job where it's like hey, I miss my family. I think I'm going to get off early. (laughs) Like in the army, you cannot quit. And it sucks because, you know, I would love to see my family after boot camp and even just like any other day out of the week. But at the end of the day, when you sign that contract, not only are you doing it for yourself, but you are doing it for, you know, your country. And I I take pride in that. I used to not be as, you know, patriotic as most people. I'm still not, but I mean, I live in a great, you know, country and I, I can't take that for granted um and i think the only other con i can think about is the job so that's why you got to be careful of the job that you pick because just like any other normal job here in america you can hate it you can hate it you can love it but it's what you make of it at the end of the day so yeah true just keep that mentality high and yeah. you'll enjoy it probably right at the whole way through yeah pretty much and how long are you going to be in there how long is the mandatory it's, i guess and then you have option as well after that right yeah it's three years but if you want to be technical three years in 21 weeks so like the recruiter was like yeah you're basically in there for four four years um so it's four years active and four years reserve so it's an eight year contract in total um and the reserves part is you're out of the army after those four years, but just in case they need you, they can call you up because you have the experience. Do they? Do you still have to go to certain destinations or do certain things within those reserves? Like we'll say one weekend of the month, you still have to go out? Um, I actually do not know. From what my recruiter says, after your contract expires uh, for, the, for your active duty service, mm-hmm. um, it really just depends. But right now, there's like no crisis in our country um, I mean, we all know what's going on in Russia and Ukraine, but it's like dying down. So, I mean, as long as we're not fighting anybody else, I don't see them calling me up and like, hey, like we need you, you know. Right. So you don't really see any future conflicts as of now. No. Just within the current situations that we we're going yeah. through. I mean, it, it's completely irrelevant, but I don't see us going anywhere unless like someone is startled by another country, which I'm glad because I love my life here and I don't want to do anything I don't want to do. But yeah, pretty much. Yeah. No, I respect you for that decision for sure. One of the things that a friend of mine that went to the military says is like, well, I do it so you don't have to. And I was like, and I thank you for that <laughs> for sure. Because, yeah. you know, there's so many countries that require you once mm-hmm. you get out of school to serve at least for two years. Yeah. But I, I kind of also see the benefit in that. Mm-hmm. One of the stories that I have is I was going out of, no, I lied. I was going into a gas station. Yeah. So I parked my car. I was working at Domino's at the time. I go into this gas station and I opened the door for a gentleman coming out. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, thank you. And I was like, of course, sir. Like, you're welcome, sir. Walk in. I walk back out. And this gentleman says that, or have you ever been in the military? Mm-hmm. I said, no, why not? It's like just the way that you responded to me by saying, you're welcome, sir. And just the way that you hold yourself just by walking in and walking back out to me seems like you're in the military. It's like, well, can you just like elaborate on that? It's like, yeah, because now you see a lot of people in this generation don't have respect. And a lot of that comes from the military because that's one of the main things you learn is how to respect. And I was like, no, my parents are just that way. I was like, well, would you consider going into, you know, the police force after or instead? I said, no, that's really not for me. And, you know, me being my skin tone and all this other stuff, yeah. I'm just like, you know what, let me let, let me think about it. 
It's like, yeah, I've been in there. I just retired this year. I'll give you a word. Here's my number if you need it. I said, perfect. So, you know, that's that's an option for me if I really want to take it. Yeah. But that's what I that's a, one of the pros for me in that aspect for the military. My mom told me a story of the other way that um, which is a common we'll say con that a lot of people say. Don't know if I agree with it because I've never been in it. All my friends don't really agree with it either. That have been in the military is that where they degrade you to where you're not of a person. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know what your take is on that. It, it's weird, man, because like um a lot of people have that conception where it's like oh you're in the army like they own you bro. right right um like you have no say in what you can do and i sem- semi like agree with that statement because like i was referring before like you cannot just leave you cannot just um do whatever you want after i mean sure you can do whatever you want on the weekends on your free time but like i said it's not a normal job where you just can leave and quit and then are like all right maybe maybe this isn't for me because you have that commitment to your country and to yourself um but at the same time you know i I keep mentioning it is what you make of it and that's everything in life um you you can see all the bad in the military or all the good and there's of course there's a lot of bad but for the most part the good outweighs the bad Yeah. yeah yeah for sure did you did you were like were you thinking about joining at one point? Um, I did because to me that was like the easier way out. Yeah. Of it, I did not want to be at home, but at the same time, I did fear for my life because at <laughs> that point I did have a like a fear of death. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, if I go do this, mm-hmm. the things that are always drilled through, you know, my family and the people that I know close are like, you're gonna die if you go to the military. Yeah. And I just hearing that on a daily basis. And doing that to my brother, because obviously my brother did it first and he was older than me. Yeah. So just hearing that and getting that pounded down, I was like, you know what? It's not for me. I'm not going to do it. Like, it just, I don't know. For me, I need yeah. a sense of validation through my parents. Yeah, of course. So because they always shot it down, I was like, yeah, because there's, there's going to be other options. I can I can make my life somewhere else. I just thought it would be a great way to learn a, a job or a skill set that you can't learn anywhere else. Mm-hmm. I have a friend who worked on a submarine and he loved it. So I was like, oh, I could probably do something like that. He's like, well, I, I recommend it if you get placed there. But the odds of you getting placed there, you know, it's really up to you. Yeah. It's like, OK. Yeah, I, I see. What is it? The Is it the Air Force? Yeah, Air Force. Air Force is the is the one that people say is like the fanciest. Fanciest, yeah. And like because, you know, you have those different memes of the Air Force and the Navy. And then that. I always want to do the Navy because I, mm-hmm. I love the I hate the ocean. I have a fear of the ocean. Mm-hmm. But I love how unexplored it is. And that to me gives me curiosity yeah absolutely so i thought the navy would be dope just being on a carrier Mm -hmm. the whole time but never came to fruition yeah i get it yeah um with like all the branches though Mm -hmm. you know like you mentioned like all the memes that they make like the chair force like all they do is sit around the navy i don't really know any memes about the navy besides like they're just out there uh army you know a bunch of grunts and the marines they eat crayons (laughs) 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 like i i i don't get it at the end of the day you know you're serving a military branch, but you know, to back to what you were saying, like the air force is like a prestige branch in the military and like only, you know, the smart get in there. But if you apply yourself to study very well, anyone can really get in there. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, My decision came down to the, to the military or I should say the army is because uh, the job security, I didn't want to join the air force, even if I did study for the ASVAB and get like a really bad job. And I hated my life. Like, sure, I, I have good, you know, living quarters. Uh, you know, the money's there. But it's like, even here, like, you don't want to pick a job 
that you don't like and you have to like sit there do it for 20 years like nah i don't want to do that right not saying i'm going to be in the military for 20 years but if you know if you have that stability and that option to pick your job then you know go for it and that, that anyone who is joining the military you know i advise you to do your research just because it's like it is a big commitment and you don't want to sign up for something you don't want to sign up for and then you regret it the rest of your life so yeah yeah right so speaking about that moving forward in life yeah. Um, we did mention school mm-hmm. and then obviously the, one of the main reasons a lot of people go to, um, the military is for the GI bill. What is your end goal? As in, it really just depends on what happens within these next couple of years yeah. when you are active to see if you stay longer or to see if you pursue a, a college degree. Like where's your mind at right now with that? So right now, you know, it's getting my bachelor's in kinesiology, which for most people it's physical therapy. Um, and a little backstory to that is like my parents always wanted me to be in the medical field, um, or at least like a nurse. My sister's a nurse. My brother's a pharmacy tech, and I kind of wanted to do something different. Um, I just don't think it turned out the way I wanted to after high school, especially like um, how my dad wanted me to go to uh, college right away. But there's no doubt that I wanted to do physical therapy just because I love helping people. Um, and a big reason why for that is just because it's rewarding. You know, you, you get a lot of rewards at the end of the day, and it just feels good morally to help other people. Um, and then with the military, like you mentioned, the GI Bill, and then they can even pay for it during when you are active duty. So you can save your GI Bill for later if you don't uh, finish it during your active duty service. Um, but, yeah, man, um, you know, that's, that's the plan. End goal is to graduate during uh, my active duty if not i mean like i said i have that gi bill and then i can get a job that translates from the um my military service to the civilian world so that's a a big option yeah that's a huge option yeah Yeah. you have options which is the best thing to have is options for sure pretty much and uh in the army if i know too that if you don't like your job after first contract you can re-enlist and pick a different job so that's another option for me so if you re-enlist, you would still have to do another four years of that new job? Yeah. Got it. Three, three four years, four give years. or take. Um, and then you would have to just, like, take a test again. Like, like I don't know if it's the ASVAB again or just, like, retaking it in general. But uh, you just get a better or higher score, and then you pick your job. Nice. Okay. Yeah. But at end goal is complete school, um, you know, get my bachelor's degree. Uh, I don't want to be an actual PT. I want to be a PTA, like an assistant. Uh, most PTs do a lot of paperwork. Mm. PTAs are the ones who actually dive in, actually help the people, you know, regain muscle memory and just, you know, help them in general with their physical therapy. So there's normally one PT in the office and yeah. multiple PTAs. Is it kind of like nurses and, yeah, like pretty much. and doctors and stuff like yeah. that? Pretty much in that same thing. Um, yeah, the salary is like about the same. Um, PTAs probably get paid like a couple dollars down from an actual nurse, but it's still really good money, especially if you like live alone. Uh, PT, like that's an actual like doctor, like a physician. Mm-hmm. Um, they get paid about maybe, I would say like 50 to start out. Um, and then, uh, you know, if you want to have your own practice, you can do that too. But for now, like, I just want to be PTA. Want to help the people that I can. Um, don't want to go to school for that long because uh, you're comparing four years of being a PTA to being in PT school for like numerous amount of years. Right? Is yeah. the extra time worth it? Yeah. The time to to work ratio. Yeah, and I'm I'm 23 right now. When I get out of the military, I'm 26, 27. <laughs> so I gotta weigh out all my options. Right. 
Yeah, that was one of the things why I didn't want to go to school. And now I'm like, well, should I have gone? Because I would have been graduated right now. But at the same time, if I go back, I'm still going to graduate before 30. Because mm-hmm. I only have, what, two, two and a half years left. So yeah. I'm like, okay, do I do it? No, exactly. But for a different conversation. Yeah. You said uh, you have a brother and a sister, and they're both in the medical field? Uh, Yeah. So older or younger? Older. Both older? Yeah. So you're the youngest? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, so my, my brother, I think he's about 32 right now. So there's a nine year difference between me and him. Um, me and my sister are about five and a half years. She's 28, uh, all in the medical field. My brother, um, he was a pharmacy tech. Uh, he still has that degree. Um, but right now he just works from home, uh, like from a call center. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that he wants to get back into being a technician. Now my sister on the other hand is a nurse. Uh, she graduated not too long ago, like about three, two years ago. Um, and, you know, I think, as you know, too, as like a minority, your parents always want you to strive for greatness yes. and go above and beyond, you know, what you know. And for my sister, I always looked up to her because it's like, dang, you went to nursing school and you were working two jobs. I'm like, I couldn't. And I'm going to be honest, it's because I'm lazy. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, um, it, I just don't believe it was my path to be a nurse. And that's okay. A lot of people force, uh, well, their parents force this idea. It's like, oh, if you don't pick this job, you're not going to be set for life. You're going to be living on the streets homeless. Yeah, pretty <laughs> that's much. That's legit what my mom would tell me. Yeah, and it's like, I get it. Like, you know, as a parent, you just want what's best for your kid. And I think my sister loves her job. Don't get me wrong, but it is a stressful job. It's you're, you're working three twelves, taking care of people who are dying, who are sick, mentally ill. And it's like, yeah, it's rewarding, but it's like, it's a lot of mental strain on your health. Um, so every time I look at my sister, I'm like, Hey man, salute to you. Cause personally I could not do that. And are your parents also in the medical field? Is that why they pushed this so hard? Or is it just because of that? Uh, the, what is it called? The minority stereotype. It is definitely the minority stereotype. And, you know, me being Filipino, like most Filipinos are like, oh, if you're not a nurse or not a doctor, like, you know, you didn't do anything with your life. And, it, and it's funny because my, my father isn't even a nurse or a doctor or my mom. My mom works at the casino and he, he she let my dad be the breadwinner. My dad is a civil engineer in California. Makes a lot of money. Close to six figures. Don't get me wrong. He's a smart guy. Um, but... The reason for him wanting us to be in the medical field is because, you know, they need us or they need them, not us, I should say. Um, it's not like they're going to be like, oh, we're going to fire that doctor. So why you're not going to fire a doctor. It's a doctor as opposed to someone like working at, a, you know, a desk job or like even like a union job. Um, so that's why he wanted us to be in the medical field. Just that stability of the job. And I mean, you're making a lot of money. Did he ever push you to do engineering too as well or no? Um, no, coincidentally he didn't. <clears throat> Excuse me. He always wanted my brother to do that and my sister because they were a lot better at math than I was. He wanted me to either be a nurse or he really pushed me to do sports. But, you know, at, at the same time, like I'm short, so I can't. It, it stopped at one point where I was like, oh, I want to be a basketball player. But even with like a nurse, I'm like, I can't, man. It's too much schooling. I don't got the money. Like, I know you're going to pay for it, but it's like, I can't do that to you if I'm not going to take it serious. Right, yeah. Yeah. You ever thought about combining a couple of things? So can you do be like a PT, but specifically for like a sports team? Oh, yeah. That's that's actually one of the, um, the goals I had in mind. So like sports medicine, kinesiology, you know, mesh together really well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm a big sports fan, like me and you talk about when we're playing volleyball. Yeah. Um, you know, hopefully one day, like, I can apply for, like, an internship when I do get my bachelor's for, like, one of my favorite teams or even, like, 
here in Vegas after I get out of the military with like the Raiders um, and just like help players recover. I think that's like a really big goal because I'm combining two interests at the same time. Exactly. Right. And you'll love your job a lot more. Oh, yeah. Keep it going and you get it you know be at the games all the time i imagine yeah pretty much i mean can't can't lose in that sort of situation because uh vast majority of people who actually love their job is like very low <laughs> yes very very low yeah. that's why i think there's a change right now when it comes to people people are now taking more priority on mental health mm-hmm. and happiness over their job and oh, that's yeah. why they're willing to drop six figures and oh, yeah. drop it i had a uh she one of my neighbors mm-hmm. he worked in california and made six figures yeah and he ended up taking a pay cut to move back here to then being able to be with his family yeah you know because that to him was more important and he was being super stressed out there in california and commuting over here every weekend was too much he was like you know what let me get take a lesser paying job out here yeah because my happiness is more important oh yeah absolutely. be with my kid perfect cool so yeah well speaking more about sports mm-hmm. basketball yeah is When's the game today or tomorrow? I think it's tomorrow. <laughs> it's tomorrow. I hope uh, either today or tomorrow. Either way, I is uh, Golden State taking it or no? <sighs> As a Laker fan, I don't care who wins technically, but I would say Golden State. It's a Cali team, so I gotta go for Curry. My uh, my friend is a is a Lakers fan. Yeah, and he was like, "Go Celtics." I'm like, "Isn't that supposed to be the other way around?" I was like, "No, I, my hatred for Golden State is 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 more than the Celtics." Yeah, it, it, it's a balance because most Californians, you know, they have a rivalry with Boston teams mm-hmm. yeah. in general, and but for Cali teams, there's a pride there because it's like, who's the better city? And it doesn't help that Curry and LeBron play for, you know, their their teams respectively. And they don't want to see Curry match LeBron with rings at the end of the day. You're not wrong. So, You're not but, wrong. but personally, you know, if you ask any other Laker fan, just like me, I don't care if Curry wins. I like Curry and I like the Warriors. I hate most Bay Area teams, but the Warriors, all right. Mm-hmm. Side note about the Bay Area. Did you see the fake clay and he how he got banned from the theater? Oh, Dude, that's, not the theater, the the stadium. That's crazy. He went through like five levels of security, and and it's funny because I've been watching that dude. His name is uh, Dawson. Uh, on his YouTube, it's called Big Doss, and he does that all the time. He makes a lot of prank videos, but it's like the fact that he was shooting the ball for a good ten minutes until people are like, "This ain't this guy. Mm-hmm. This ain't Clay." <laughs> Do you agree with him being banned or no? I mean, as a fan no <laughs> but as like a professional i mean yeah in some sense like you can't just walk into somebody's like house someone's like public area and be like yeah this is me because it's dangerous at the end of the day well the the point that he made in his video said he never claimed to be anybody else and security let him through so is that on security rather than him that's on security but it also doesn't help that he looks exactly like clay thompson <laughs> yeah in a, in a way. In a way, yeah. I mean, and he was making his shots, too, while he was down there, so that doesn't help either. But, yeah, I think it's, like, both to blame. The security should have doubled down and be like, are you actually Clay? And most players who walk into the arena don't wear their uniform right away. They wear suits. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So it's like, that's on them. Yeah. It. If, if anything, he, he should have probably been suspended from the arena for, like, a couple months. I don't know about band. But. Yeah, I also think he should have. Because he had tickets for that night's game. So yeah. just, you know, let him play that out. And then maybe, you know, ban him for the first half or the, maybe all of next season or something yeah, like that. Yeah, absolutely. Something, something better. Mm-hmm. You know? So, yeah. But so sports, you fell in love with sports at a young age through uh, family, through friends, through. I think just grow. Yeah. Like at a very young age. And what's funny is my f- two favorite sports now, which is football and basketball, 
those weren't the sports I fell in love with in the beginning. Oh, okay. So tell me about that. What were the first ones and why did it transition? How did it transition? So the first one was baseball, as I was talking to you, you know, a couple weeks ago or a week ago. Um, California baseball is a big sport just because, you know, the Dodgers, even the Angels. Um, and my dad, one day we went to the park and we saw this little league team. And it was, it was the Dodgers versus the Cardinals for the Little League. And I looked at my dad. I was like, hey, that looks fun. I'm like five, six years old. I'm like, that's something I want to get into. Um, and I think the next couple weeks, he came home. He's like, hey, guess what? Like, I just signed you up. I'm like, no way. And I told all my classmates in first grade the next day, I'm like, I'm going to be playing for, you know, the, the Little League Dodgers. Come to find out, I'm not even playing for the Dodgers. I'm playing for the Cardinals. <laughs> so it was like a big disappointment. But regardless, I was still playing baseball. Um, and my love for baseball when I was younger, it was there. It was definitely there. My dad, you know, he taught me how to catch, taught me how to hit, taught me, you know, how to throw the ball. And that's one of the big reasons why I love my dad, too, because he got me so invested in sports at a young age. Um, but, you know, as I grew up, and we moved to Vegas. There wasn't too much baseball here. There is not. There's what? There was only the AAA team, which is the 51s at the time. Yeah. And that's about it. Yeah. I would drive to Cali specifically with my dad to watch games. Yeah. Because there's nothing here. No, yeah, exactly. Um, here in Vegas, like, I probably saw, like, at a public park, maybe people playing baseball every now and then. But for the most part, they're using the diamond f- for kickball. Yeah. <laughs> Um, in California, like I said, it's big, but when we moved here, that's when like my love for baseball dwindled down. And then I'm not gonna lie. I got kind of scared of an actual baseball hitting me in the face. So I was like, I don't want to deal with this sport, but I still watch it from time to time. You know, I'm a big Dodger fan. Um, but to play it again, I mean, I'm a little too old now. (laughs) So, uh, but you know, like you were telling me, uh, baseball and then, uh, my love for basketball, that's when it started to come and football too. Um, so I'm from L.A., like I said, and I'm a big Laker fan, you know, Kobe, you know, R.I.P. to Kobe Bryant. And then for football, I was mentioning that, like, everything else is at Lake except for football. I'm a big Eagles fan, and I actually didn't get into football until 2009 or 2010. Yeah, it's more recent. Yeah, more recent. And, and it's funny because I like watching football more than I like watching basketball. But of course, I like watch or playing basketball more than football because like I'm small. Like I'm not about to get hit by somebody who's twice my size. It's easier to play too. You can go to a park and yeah. ball up rather than with the football. You probably have to organize that. Yeah, football is a lot harder to organize, and um, it's fun to play. Like I tell my friends, like, hey, let's play, and we played a few times. But when people are like, hey, let's play tackle, I'm like, nah, I gotta go to work the next day. I'm not trying to be injured. <laughs> um, but yeah, basketball and football are like the two main sports. It. It definitely gives me that competitive nature in any other sport because it's like, I'm here to win. Like I hate when people tell me, like, oh, it's just a game. I'm like, don't tell me that because then I'm going to want to keep winning, <laughs> you know. But, yeah, man, baseball. Baseball's there, but the two other sports, they're, they're going to be engraved into my heart forever, for sure. I do agree with you that basketball and football are more entertaining to watch. Mm-hmm. I would say football is more entertaining than basketball also in my eyes, unless you're like, tune in the fourth quarter and it's a close game that's yeah. when i like i can put 100 percent of my attention on the basketball game mm-hmm. but on a football game you can i can watch yeah with more i don't know without losing focus we'll say yeah cause my attention span is longer with football yeah with like any team in football like even if it's like the two worst teams it's still interesting to watch it because you don't know if someone's random is going to score a touchdown if someone's going to get hit basketball it's a little more 
I would say it's easy too, but if you're not invested into basketball, even if it is easier to understand, it is hard to watch it just like baseball is. Did you ever get into hockey even after the Golden Knights came to, to town? I went to a couple games, not saying I paid for it because my friends were like, hey, you know, just I'll, I got you. I'm like, all right. Hockey is a little harder because the sport itself is very aggressive like football. I would always describe it as like football on ice with with some abilities like soccer. You know, there's a goal, you know, there's a couple players on there and there's always a goalie. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's fun to watch. I'm sure it's fun to play, but as an avid sports fan, I cannot sit there, turn on ESPN, and like, oh, yeah, the Vegas Knights are on. Let me watch this. And it's very – I kind of find it appalling because Vegas wasn't a hockey team or a hockey town. Oh, not at all. Yeah. Um, when they first came here in 2018, I was working at Lid's Locker Room, which is, you know, a jersey and sports store attire. Um, and like, I was like, man, when did Vegas like love hockey? But I mean, it's Vegas. Like we've never had a major team ever. I mean, the closest, like you said, was the 51s, but it's like, not a lot of people like baseball, but yeah, for me, I was like, hockey's not my sport. I don't know if we were a huge hockey town, just never realized it until they came yeah. or there were just a lot of people that wanted to grab onto something yeah. and be, you know, a fan of something yeah. from their hometown. Oh yeah. And that's where it popped off. Yeah. But I still have, like, friends that are still fully invested in it. Yeah. I've never been to a game, though. I want to go to a game. It, it's different. Just like, you know, a football or basketball game. Like, you know, you're in your hometown with a bunch of fans, and it's like the energy is very surreal. And it's because it's in a big stadium. And, you know, when you're ad or adamant about a sport, you know, it gets real. It gets real crazy. So, yeah. You know, it's actually funny. I've only been, I've never been to an NBA game. I lied. I went to a preseason game. Same. <laughs> i never been to like an actual yeah. like playoff game or a regular season game. Mm-hmm. And then for football, I've only watched college. College? I've never been to a to a professional one either. Do you have a college team? Uh, No. I originally had Michigan as my college team <laughs> because I forgot what his name was. But when I was growing up in high school, they had uh, their quarterback would run all the damn time. Man, and he he created I think it was like eighty five percent of their yards, just be just through rushing, wow. and it was it was a very rush dominant team, yeah. and I think they were like number three or four at yeah. the time, mm-hmm. or the top twenty five. So I don't know. I just w- turned on a game, thought it was dope, and then the next game that I saw the very next Saturday that was televised was also Michigan. So it kind of just rolled with that yeah and i love the color scheme so oh, that, yeah, that, along with that i was like okay cool michigan i guess is my team now even though i've never been to yeah you know but you mentioned that you're a big football fan too yeah i was i was um i mean giants giants for sure <laughs> yeah. just because i'm from new york that's yeah. the only reason even though i've only been there for two years but yeah other than that that's it yeah uh, i i do remember something vividly though was in my elementary school class mm-hmm. no i lied it was either first grade or third grade i forget I can probably figure it out. Well, when the Patriot, when the Giants beat the Patriots yeah. first time, uh, I was in class and my teacher, Mr. Lemmy, mm-hmm. who's a music teacher, was explaining the whole entire game the day after it happened. Yeah. And me just listening to him like storytell and how things work. And he did it on a belief system because that was their undefeated season mm-hmm. when they lost. He was like, yeah, see, when you win all the time, you expect to win. Mm-hmm. But when you're, you know, the underdog team that has the worst record going into the playoffs. Yeah you have that urgent fight to win. Take that lesson and put it into your life mm. because there's going to be people that always expect to win. Yeah. But if you're hungry for it, you're going to come out on top. Yeah. And that was like 
a light bulb moment. So I guess that's also another reason why I love the team so much because that that analogy comes from them. So yeah, yeah. Sports gives a majority of fans that you know uh, motivation and just that aggression to do better in life. And you know I agree with that because with football or sports in general, I take it upon myself when I watch these players like they are going 110% every day. Apply that to your life. Just because you do great one day doesn't mean you. Or let me let me track that back. There is like a quote. I, f- I think it was from a superhero movie, but I apply it to sports now and just like my life. Just because something works doesn't mean it can't be improved. Right. Yeah. It's a great one. Yeah. And, you know, I, I like that uh, quote from your teacher because it's like that's how most people get their motivation. It's hard to wake up in the morning, you know. It's hard to go to your job, like it, earn the money, and just get out every day and just be 1% better. But that's that's my point. As long as you're getting 1% better, that's all you need. Yeah. Sports heard, does that for you. I heard that one. It's like as long as you get 1% better every day, you're doing the right thing. Yeah, pretty much. Like if you don't take out the trash, but you start to do it gradually, like it's going to be a habit. Yeah. For the most part. That's anything in life. My calculus teacher in junior year. Yeah. She she said that exact thing. Yeah, sports has always been a thing. And then me growing up, my dad was always on top of me for becoming a baseball player. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the story is true, but this is what he told me. Yeah. He played a lot of baseball in Dominican Republic because that's where he was grown. In Dominican Republic, you have two ways out. One, you marry somebody and get to the United States. <laughs> or two, you uh, play or you play, you play professional because there's always scouts. Like literally you de- dedicate your whole life from – being little league ball until really you're 18 to try to get drafted and the majority of kids even my cousin who was about to get drafted they throw away school right so you don't finish school because you're 100 percent of your life is baseball so my dad was doing that he was traveling between dominican republic and puerto rico and then they offered him to go um on a, on a contract or at least be in spring training or something like that in the states and he said no mm-hmm. because they contracted him as a as a pitcher and he wanted to play because yeah. he was a first baseman and a pitcher. And he said, no, I want to play first base. And they did like, no, I don't want you as a first baseman. So we denied it. Mm-hmm. Again, don't know if that's true. That's how I remember the story. I'm going to have to ask him about yeah, it. That's a good story. Regardless. But, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So I think after that, my dad just always has that drive. He's like, well, I guess it's in my genes. Then let, let me, you know, yeah. instill that into my into my kids. And my brother was never really much into sports. Mm-hmm. So that's really where I came in. And yeah. then I was never the strongest guy ever. Yeah. Been a small guy forever. My dad never really put me in the gym or put me into any martial arts, per se. Mm-hmm. So I was just too weak for everything. So when I was pitching in Little League, I loved it. Had command, didn't have any speed. Batting wasn't great. as feeling wasn't good. So I was like, okay, let me focus on pitching. But I just wasn't strong enough to get up that velocity. So yeah. after me being in that competitive nature, I just thought people, especially here in Vegas, to me were very toxic in that sport. And just in general. Because, oh, yeah. you know, competitiveness brings out certain things in people so after me just being like you know mentally attacked all the time and me playing club ball i hated my coach and it Mm. just degraded me mentally i was like yeah let me not do sports anymore and just be a fan of it yeah yeah no yeah i I totally agree Uh, a lot of people who play sports grow up and they end up not liking it because certain coaches parent uh lifestyles um and i'm i'm just fortunate like my dad or my mom was never like like, oh, if you don't do this in sports or, you know, yada, 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 like, you're never going to become anything in this sport. I just, they just told me, hey, if you like it, you like it. If you don't want to play anymore, don't play anymore. And that's, that's how most parents should do it. So, because sports can be toxic and it brings out a very toxic mentality. You know, you know, good becomes great, bad becomes worse, and it just amplifies who you already are as a player. 
That's very well said. In the Philippines, is it um, is there like a national sport or something that a lot of people strive to? Oh man, let me tell you, that's that's why I love basketball. <laughs> I was like, every Filipino I knew yeah. would just be straight on the court, twenty four seven. Yeah, it, it's stereotypical, but it's true because in the Philippines, the way they love basketball, it's like if basketball was a god, they would cherish that god. Um, you know, I went to the Philippines a couple of times, like I said, you know, when I was younger and most recently in 2019, and I played with, you know, outside with other Filipinos. Let me just tell you, their style of playing basketball is very different here in America. And nothing wrong with, you know, the players here in America, but if you try to play there, like if you just play at a park here in America and then you transition that to the Philippines, I'm going to be honest, you're going to get your ass kicked. Uh, the way Filipinos play is very aggressive. They play fast and they don't play with shoes. <laughs> so they have that advantage of flying and just being a lot more aerodynamic than most people. And uh, I've never taken off my shoes just because it's like, I'm not trying to get my feet dirty, but um, their cardio is insane. Right, and their balance was probably insane too, being barefoot. Yeah. You unlock so many muscles on your ankles and, and your feet. Yeah. And, and being Asian, Filipino, like you're not tall. So um, the way they play basketball is like they play football. So you'll score inbound the ball and just throw it across the court for an alley-oop and I'm like I have never seen this type of basketball usually you take up the basketball down the court slowly maybe call a play pick and roll but they don't have a game plan as long as that ball goes in the hoop they don't care who scores can be the worst or best player they will play basketball like that um but yeah like sports or basketball in the Philippines is you know number one I would say second is soccer but even me, I've never been into soccer, so I can't say that like I love it in the Philippines. But yeah, basketball is definitely the number one sport. Is it a goal for everybody out there to make it to the NBA as well? Like, is that one of their ways out? Yeah. Or is it that not common? Because you, a lot of times you don't see a lot of Filipinos here in the NBA. So I wonder if that's something yeah. that people don't strive for, maybe to a European league. You know? Yeah. Um, I would say it's like both because... I, do, I can't say I know too many Filipinos in the NBA, and if they are, they're, you know, they're mixed with you know, being American, and they're a lot taller than a normal Filipino player. Um, but most Filipinos play in their own league or they play in Europe. Uh, tallest that we can get is probably like 5'11", six-footed for lucky. You know what I'm saying? And, it, and it's, the, it's the truth. Um, I know now there's a Filipino phenomenon. His name is Kai Soto. Uh, he is 7'1". He's a basketball player. He's about our age. I would say like 20, 21 years old. And he's about to be drafted in the NBA next year. He's just a little skinny. And, you know, like you mentioned, like we're not physically gifted height-wise and, you know, weight-wise. And I totally agree with you. It's like I, I was never the biggest in sports. That's why I could never take my career, you know, level it up after, you know, high school. Um, but, you know, back to that guy, it's like, that's like a one in a million chance. Like, not many Filipinos grow up to six foot, let alone seven foot. Right. So, um, you know, we play it for fun if we can't make it professionally. It's always like we could be 30, 40 years old, and, you know, with our kids. And if they want to play basketball, we'll play basketball. And it's just because basketball has a great impact on, on most people, especially the Filipinos, you know, who live there and live here. So, yeah, that's something I have to say about that. Yeah. And you never know, you'd be like the next Giannis, because you know Giannis <laughs> when he came into the league was super skinny. Yeah, and then he's he's massive now. It, exactly. Um, it has to do with a lot of genes, but it has to do with you know your worth ethic. Like, do you, you want to be better? Oh, facts. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you can sit here and, and compare yourself to you know Kobe, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, but if you don't put in the work, you're not gonna get the results that you 
desire or want. So, yeah. I was talking to one of my barbers about this because his son is, um, I think, about to be, I think, committed to Stanford or something like that. Yeah. But he's playing a lot and plays on the club ball team that travels a lot. And he was talking to one of the recruiters and they're like, yeah, the number one thing we look at at this level is work ethic because we know these guys have talent. Yeah. But who's going to be the one that once they get to it, they're going to want to keep that motivation and keep going farther. Yeah. Even in the college level, because a lot of people go to college, right? Yeah. Sorry. Not a lot of people play college ball after high school. Yeah. But then not a lot of people after college play it after that. Exactly. So it's really just keeping that work ethic all the way through and to see if you have one, obviously the talent and the skill, but definitely the work ethic Mm -hmm. to get to that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To to further on that case, um, you know, there was a quote from Kevin Durant. Talent, something about talent works hard or something along. I got to look it up. But basically, you can have all the talent in the world. But if you don't put in the hard work, that hard work won't translate with your talent. You know, there's levels to sports. Like, I thought high school basketball was like it. I was like, man, this is this is as hard as it's going to get, you know. But then when you go to college, D3 to D1, it's a lot different. Players play a lot faster, a lot more athletic in whatever sport you play. And then, obviously, pros, it's like you got to give it your all. Like, this is this is different. You're making money off this. This is a game that we played at recess, and now you're getting paid by millions, billions almost, to play this sport across the world in front of so many fans. So, you know, like, like you said, if you don't put in the work, you're not going to get what you want. And uh, I, I think that's why a lot of players don't um, become what they want to become in, you know, in the pros or even like in college level, because for the most part, they're either doing it for the money, which is fine. But at the same time, it's like you got to do it because you have to stay in the league. It's not easy. I think there was like a statistic where it's like most players in the NFL or even like the NBA, I think like only like a good 3% stay, stay. And it's, it's true because it's the pros at the end of the day. I was going to say that, like, there's a player. His name is Brian Scalabrini. I don't know if you ever heard of him. No. They, they call him the White Mamba in the NBA. He was probably the biggest bench warmer. He won a ring with the Celtics, right? But he challenges fans, um, you know, in normal, like, rec leagues or even, like, your local YMCA, and he beats them. Because most people are like, oh, he's on the bench. Like, I could beat him. Like, no, you can't. He, he told most people, I am closer to LeBron than you are to me. And it's true. Because there's levels. You're not going to beat a pro. I don't even think you're going to beat a college player. They're, they're role players and bench players for a reason. You have to work hard just to get, a, a, just to get on that chair. Yeah, they yeah. get paid millions. Like, yeah, you can make fun of them for sitting down. But at the end of the day, they're making more than us. They're having more fun than us. And it's like, I look at it as, as this. It's like, even if they are sitting down, they get to watch a game. <laughs> yeah, getting paid to watch a game. Yeah, millions compared to, oh, man, I got to go to my job. I'm getting paid 18 an hour. I'm like. Nah, I'd rather sit on the bench. Right, and then you have all those people, at least at Breeze. I don't know if you've been to Desert Breeze. Yeah. Yeah, you have those Breeze guys where they're like, yeah, I would have been in the NBA, all those guys. I'm like, nah, bro. It's it's levels, bro. But yeah. Yeah. Well, that's been dope, man. I appreciate the talk, especially on that worth ethic. That's something that a lot of people don't have now, and we'll translate that into sports, into everyday life. we got to keep that worth ethic up. Yeah, absolutely. Especially now that you're going to transition into this new (laughs) life. So how do you push through that life? All that work, work ethic, you know? Um, just, you know, going to my fundamentals about, like, what, what motivates me in life. Like, you have to have your why when you do things. So my why is obviously my fam- uh, my family and my friends and also um, 
just creating a legacy for my family. You know, I forgot to mention that. I am going to be the first in my family, at least in my media family, to be in the military. And if my kids want to join, you know, they have something to reference my their their kids and kids going on. And it's like you're cemented into that legacy of your, you know, your last name and your family in general. So, you know, I'm, I'm excited. At the end of the day, um, you know, it's a big thing, big commitment, but it will change your life forever. Oh, yeah. It will change your life definitely for the better. Yeah. For sure. Um, but, you know, like I said before, like, I'm nervous. I... I can't deny that because, you know, I'm, I'm leaving, but I'm, I'm still excited. Yeah. You know? Every decision, especially a big decision, you're going to feel nervous. But as long as you feel comfortable and yeah. feel like, you know, in your head, you're like, I'm doing this. I know this is what it's going to do. Exactly. Obviously, the nerves come with it. Yeah. As with anything, buy a new car, buy a new house, yeah. completely move out of the country, whatever the case may be. Yeah, because a lot of people think when they make a decision, like, oh, I think it was a bad decision or no it was a good decision but it's like i tell people this it's you made a decision right it's not a good one or a bad one you made a decision you live with it you live with it you you know live with the circumstances and you just follow through with it and it's up to you if you think it's bad or not that's right yes sir so hopefully us going to volleyball today is yes. not a bad decision no it's, no? Not. it's not right exactly well we gotta let's go ahead and bounce out then yes do sir. that thank you sir for offering to come on here yeah, yeah love absolutely. the time love the conversation especially with the small amount of time you have left don't forget about me, please. No, I won't, I'll, man. I'll be here, you know. Definitely, definitely hit you up, but, you know, I appreciate you, you know, letting me hop on the podcast. Bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Until next time, probably, you know, a couple years down the line when you come back and visit and be like, so how's the military treating you, you know? And that's the next <laughs> conversation until next time. Yeah, man. definitely, man. It's been, it's been dope, man. I appreciate you. Yeah, man. Thanks for everybody for watching. If you have any opinions or, you know, want to add on anything, just hit me up. Let me know, especially about the military, because I know a lot of you guys have been in there. And give me your honest opinions, because we want to know more. So until next time. Peace.